On today's episode, Lori Beth scratches your seven-year itch, playing fair with no pants, and when toxic friendships go nuclear. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red lights to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. So I can It's Lori Beth, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. <laughs> With me, as always, is Clark Crozier. Hello. Dear listeners, <laughs> I am barely able to hold myself upright in front of this microphone. Oh. Oh, no, I'm not all that bad, but you'll hear that my voice is a little shot. And, yeah. You know, a, f- a few weeks ago, I'm not sure when we talked about you know, that Clark and I wouldn't be recording together for a while because I was going to New York to do a project. That's right. That I am not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> NDA, baby. Right? <laughs> um, so I actually got back from doing that project last night. It was amazing. It was thrilling. It was fun. Yeah. And it literally almost killed me (laughs) it was so damn intense oh my god on my feet so much and you know what i figured out from this is i might not be in the best shape (laughs) i'm not sure i haven't checked in with the you know american medical association well uh you know there has been a pandemic for a whole year and you've probably been sitting it's probably just that yeah you know you were just sitting for a year because of the pandemic i am unfortunately i was gonna say i am your average American, but I think that might be (laughs) closer to the truth than we think. (laughs) So I, uh, y'all will have to wait to find out exactly what it is and what it was. What I can tell you is it was intense. Yes. I don't believe there's any cartilage left in my knees. (laughs) Um, and I'm got to meet and work with some amazingly, wonderfully smushy people. Yeah. I was so lucky with, uh, cast members I got to be with. And then, just everyone on the crew production, members. crew and the office and the everybody. It was, it really, really was just a great group of people. That's and you awesome. cannot always say that. That is not what you say after every so production. True. So Very this true. was this was pretty um pretty special, the group of people that nice. I got to work with. And I learned a lot. Okay. I learned a lot that's gonna Dropping help hints. me for for years to come. All right, that's good. So, that's yeah, good. And I was in, um, I was in Brooklyn. Yeah, for a large part of it. Okay, which is, uh, I will say this: my hotel was a douchebag. Your hotel was a douchebag. My hotel had a man bun. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I don't want to get too into it. Okay. Because if you work at the William Vale Hotel, (laughs) I just want you to know you're probably not a (laughs) douchebag, but the actual establishment (laughs) is. is. Yes. Why is it a douchebag? You know, because it, it, 
looks and it purports to be like really fancy okay. and upscale and luxurious. Okay. But then like when you call the front desk, no one answers. Oh. You know, it's the little course. things that count. Like sure. being able to get someone on the phone. Oh, how wonderful. Or whatever. So, um, and there was a day... <laughs> There was a day when I needed to do edits on our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the internet was so bad that I couldn't download. Like, oh, I went to download no. the file that, that Clark sent me, and it was like, only nine hours remaining. <laughs> and then finally it started to go, and it got down to, like, it was going to be done. Okay. And I looked at it, and it said... Download failed. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was, I mean, it was just a whole day of oh. me needing, to, needed to get work done. Yeah, sure. And so, you know, the hotel's a douchebag. So regardless of the hotel's douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a good experience. Good. Now, while I was away. Yes. Clark. Yes, yes. You were away as well. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have a body-crushing experience? I did not have a body-crushing experience. I had an amazing experience that uh, was uh, mind-bendingly amazing. What? 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 Uh, my beautiful wife and I yeah. went to uh, Mexico for five days, and uh, Mimi and Papa took uh, our son so he got to stay here and spend a whole week with Mimi and Papa. And my wife and I got a whole five days alone in Mexico with an all-inclusive resort. So it was like, not only were there about four or five restaurants, different restaurants that you could go to at any time and just have whatever food you weren't uh -huh. paying, but uh, room service was free. Oh. So- 24 hour room service, completely free. No matter what time of day, you could just call and say, bring me a burger and they're bringing you a burger. Wow. Yeah, it was that part was really cool. I'm I'm going to Mexico. This is partly inspired by Clark. But I'm going <laughs> with my best friend in like late August. I yeah. wonder if they have that where we're going. Oh, that was so fucking cool. I'll just be like, bring me my hourly shrimp cocktail. And then it takes like 45 minutes for you to get the food. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of like order something. And then as soon as you get it, order something else. <laughs> and then while you're eating, they're making you more food. It's just a train of yumminess. It's like a, like a remote buffet. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, a COVID buffet. Speaking <laughs> of which, what? I went to my first buffet after COVID. Wow. Okay. Because I was curious. I was like, you know, a little grossed out now after yeah. all these months and months of, you know, learning about germs and spreading and diseases and all this stuff. Now it's kind of gross thinking about everyone and their mother grabbing the, the you the know, tongs tongs or the spoon. Yeah, exactly. So I went to my first buffet and it was genius. You know what they did? What did they did? The guy that's normally behind the buffet that's like making omelets. Yeah. Just takes your plate and says, what would you like? And then you can go down the line and say, okay, give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. And he's like, all right, dishing oh, it up for you. Oh, and he smushes on your plate? Yes. Nice. And then he gives you the plate. And, you know, he's wearing gloves and hairnet and all that stuff. So it's like only one person is touching all of the food stuff. So it totally eliminates the the scariness of going to a buffet. Oh, wow. So now I'm wondering if more buffets are going to do that, where they just have the guys that are usually, you know, cutting up your your, your uh, prime, rib. prime rib. They they also get you your corn and mashed because, potatoes. Oh, I like that. Right? 
I like that a lot. I thought that was a really smart way of yeah. handling it. Are we ever going to Sizzler again, Clark? <laughs> I don't know. There's a Sizzler right across the street. I know. And I have low expectations. Yeah. That's I what I love going by a Sizzler. It's like, we're open. And I'm like, I'm not coming there for a fancy steak dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I go there exactly. for the $4 salad bar <laughs> that I can just be like. <laughs> That's so, interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. That was really fun. And then we got to do three different different excursions okay one excursion was uh they they sail you to this remote jungle area where there was a house that was built by john houston all right the director and uh it's this lush gorgeous huge expansive house Uh with all these different cabins and all this stuff and we there was like a bird sanctuary, and then on top of the hill was a massage. Like you could oh, pay for a massage. God damn! So we got a massage in the middle of a jungle. Were you with massaged like, by birds? <laughs> yes, the birds were like it was a uh, very Flintstonesy, right? <laughs> They're like it's a living. No, it, we got mas- massages from real people. From people, okay. And then next door was the bird. So as we were getting massaged, we're just like. In the oh. background, it was pretty. Now, did awesome. you and Karen do like the couples massage in the same room? No, they or didn't, different. They didn't have two beds in one room, so gotcha. we were in in neighboring rooms. And it's not like the rooms had four walls, right? It was just kind of three walls and then a big curtain. Gotcha. So we were in neighboring rooms, but we were having it at the same time, and it was a sixty-minute massage. Oof. It was so great, so fun. But then. Uh It was so dumb of us. We're there. They sail us to this remote area. And then we're there for maybe, I don't know, five or six hours. Okay. And we decide we're on the boat. We knew we were going to get this massage. I want this massage. It's an extra fee. Yep. But we're going to worth it. We're going to pay for it. So we paid for it. We got the massage. The first thing. We got there. We went straight up. We got the massage. And now we have three and a half more hours. And we're just like. You know, when you get your uh, a massage and your body is just you just kind of want to sit and yeah. relax. You don't want to go exploring in a jungle. <laughs> so, did you then get to pick which bird you wanted cooked for your dinner? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like a lobster tank. Thank you. That sounds. That's what I want to hear. That's now. That's working out for me. <laughs> You get a nice boat ride. You exactly. get a massage. You get a fresh parrot. That's exactly right. So we did that. That was a really fun one. Then we did kind of like these uh, four by fours that were called UTVs. Okay. And we drove through the jungles and it was the jungles that they filmed uh, Predator in. Ooh. So I was like, oh. Uh, did you see a telltale shimmer? I did not. No shimmering going on. But it was really fun. That was really cool. And then the last thing we did is we swam with dolphins and uh, sea lion. Oh, babies. I have actually awesome. seen some pictures of that. Yeah. And- yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, swimming with dolphins was fun. Like it was, yeah. we were in the pool and they're swimming all around you. You get to grab their fins and they drag you through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. But the sea lion, he's just like there. He just kind of sits next to you. He's and like you can, your fat uncle yeah. that you pretty much love. Exactly. So you could like throw your arm around him and he's like oh. making faces. It was really fun. Very cute. Fluffy bunny. Yeah. So that was just so much fun. Excellent. I hope I have that much fun when I go. Yeah, I hope so, too. I, we can definitely give you lots of tips. Okay. Because this is, there's definitely uh, uh, 
things that we learned while we were on this oh, trip. Oh, interesting. You know, some things are better than others. So gotcha. Anyway, um, before we completely like you wish you had a different wife. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> uh, before we take too long and just do an hour of oh, us right. uh, talking about our What are you doing tomorrow, trip? Clark? <laughs> I think maybe we should uh, maybe switch over and answer a couple of questions. Yes. Give a little advice. I would love that. I've missed you guys, yeah, meaning the listeners. Exactly. So let's uh, move on to question number one. And actually, I'm very excited, Lori Beth, because we have a phone-rific episode today. Oh, We have cool. so many phone calls uh, and uh, we're going to start off with one of them from Kara. Cool. Hi, Lori Beth. This is Kara from Arkansas. And I just married a guy that I've been with for seven years. He's the love of my life. And I just got some messages from an ex-boyfriend from 10 years ago. And I don't really know how to take it. I'm starting to have some feelings from back then that I don't know how to handle. What's your advice? I'm so confused. Thank you. I love you guys. Bye. Kara, this guy is your ex for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you can think back on that. Yeah. And get some perspective. I mean, unless it was like Castaway, where he disappeared onto an island and he was, you know. But you've been with the, your now husband for seven years. Yeah. You've told us he's the love of your life. Yeah. Getting married is scary yeah. and a big commitment and a big change and a loss of some freedoms, it might feel like, and a gain of some responsibilities. And if you're running into pockets of that kind of feeling, it yeah. might be nice to think about, well, I could run away with a guy <laughs> I broke up with for some reason <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> so I understand what you might be feeling or right. thinking, but you just married the quote, Love, Love of, of your, your life. life. That's exactly End right. End quote. Yep. So maybe it's a nice little ego boost that your ex is, you know, messaging you or whatever. But look at the reality of your life. What's the risk reward? Yeah. What are you risking? And what are you getting? Even just by continuing to communicate with him. Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying this is like cut and dry. Well, goodbye, husband. <laughs> We've been married such a short time. We can just get an annulment. No divorce necessary. And I'm going back with my ex-boyfriend from 10 years ago. Yeah. That doesn't seem. I feel like if you did that. You'd have some regrets the next day. <laughs> yeah. Probably just a couple. Just a few. Not the least of which is like, do you have a dog or a cat? What happens there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my Daytime. main concern. That's true. So, Kara, it's a lot. Getting married is a lot. It's yeah. a big change. But you've been with this man seven years. Yeah. That is a long time. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seven years. Yeah, seven, seven years, years with her, the with love of her the life. The love of her life. That's yeah. exactly right. So you have a life with him, That's even right. though you just started your marriage. You've really got some roots there, and you know whatever little titillation or butterflies this ex is giving you, let it go. Explain to him. Yeah. I'm married and, you know, I don't want to, you know, continue this communication. 
And if he still comes at you, then there's this thing called blocking people. Yeah. So, uh, Clark, you just got an email from your ex-girlfriend, right? <laughs> did, so, uh, yeah, sure. So what did you know? <laughs> no. I'm just starting some shit. <laughs> you really want me to divorce my wife this episode? No. Well, yeah, because then I might have a shot. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Yes. I can certainly think of at least one or two people that I've dated that I wouldn't mind being friends with, mm -hmm. but I certainly would not want to be back in a relationship with. Is there any, what is your relationship with your exes? Do you have the desire to be friends? Do you have the desire to want to still be with them? I don't have any of that. Do no. you? Well, Clark, you know my exes, so you know the answer to that. I but do. in a more general sense, yeah. the answer to that is no yeah. from me. Uh, although there's one that I'm, you know, perfectly civil with. Sure. And I'm more than civil, maybe even friendly. We still have a friend group. Sure. But, you know, I've I've had these moments where I almost, you know, mentioned like, oh, remember when we did that thing? And it was like, no, I don't even want to go there. Yeah. I don't want to put out that we were together or anything. Because right. the natural thing of that is like, oh, yeah. And then you were a total cunt and I hate you. <laughs> right. You know, so if I can exactly. just say like, yeah, fine. All no stories problem. lead to the same horrible ending. Yeah. When you're me. <laughs> oh. Um, but there's definitely people that can be friends with their exes. Sure. But Kara here is saying she's having feelings. Yeah. And that's totally different. I just, I can't, I can't picture an ex that I would be like tempted by, you know? Yeah, what I'm no, saying? nor can I. I'm thinking back on your love life. Yeah. And no. I can't think of anyone that I would be like, oh, I got an email and now I'm tempted yeah. to spark things up or again. Anyone that would send you a text that you like wouldn't show Karen. Yeah. Like that's the other thing, Kara, is that it sounds like now you have a secret. Yeah. A big secret as far as you having feelings or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like I said, marriage and all that kind of stuff is a big change. It's it a is. big adjustment, which is weird because it's not because you've been with the love of your life for, for seven, seven years, years. But for some reason, it is like this demarcation yeah. of things changing when I've, I've, you know, performed and ordained people's weddings. Yeah. And it's weird because I, I change my language. It's like, you know, and now you're starting your life together. But it's like they've already been together nine years. Right. So it's like they already have a life. Yeah. So it's not, you know, this first, you know, it's not like, and finally you can be together and have sex. Right. Now that God has joined you. <laughs> You know, and, yeah. and that's just the way, I mean, that's the way it was in the olden days. Yeah, exactly. But now love of your life and you seven years and it's changed. It's more like a, this mental thing. Yeah. We're married. Yeah. What does this mean? Now you yeah. get to play into every sitcom of like, now we're not going to have sex. <laughs> and now he's going to just watch TV and drink beer and watch football while I nag him. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it doesn't have to go that way. Yeah. If that's what your relationship is already like for seven years, maybe keep texting the ex. Well, <laughs> and this leads me to another question then. What? Uh, not only should our advice be to, you know, knock it off with the ex-boyfriend. Don't you think Kara should tell her husband too? 
of like, man, I just got some text messages from an old boyfriend. Like, nip it off at the bud now before six months from now something happens where he finds, have you been talking to messaging an ex-boyfriend? Yes. Right? I see there's text from Richard. <laughs> um, she could, I mean, I, the love of her life might understand. Yeah. And that would be something for you, Kara, to say... I'm committed to this man. I'm going to share this with him. Exactly. Um, if he's violently jealous. Yeah, well, then maybe not. Maybe take it back, I'll touch. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's completely up to you, Kara, yeah. if you wanted to do that. Yeah. But what is important, I think, to possibly share with your husband is if this situation with the ex texting you and, you know, all of a sudden and kind of butterflies, if that's coming in response to fear or anxiety or trepidation or worry about being married, then that's really something to talk with your husband about. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, you know, I love you. You know, we've been together seven years. This is mind fucking me. And can we just talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. There's no shame in being scared of something and talking about it. Yeah. And being really just honest. And if that, if there is something like that, that's fueling this, you know, possible escape hatch. Absolutely. Then address that and address that with your husband. And that could just be a real nice moment of vulnerability yeah. and of, of, you know, bringing you closer. Cause for all, you know, he thinks the same thing and he's, he's been texting te- your ex-boyfriend too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. That that's fantastic advice. Lori Bev. Thanks um, Kara, Bubba. Let's move on to uh number two and number two actually uh, is an update. Okay. We're actually getting a little bit of an update here from our good friend, Adam, who had the cancer scare oh, a, few really? months, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Let me hear, please. So here is the update post-surgery. Oh, wow. Hey, Lori Beth. Hey, Clark. It's Adam from New York. I just wanted to update you guys on what's been going on lately with the um, tumor that I had in my chest. I did have my chest surgery. It went really, really well. It was a very difficult surgery, according to the surgeon. (laughs) He said that the tumor was the size of an orange, which is insane um, that I had that inside of me. Um, So I found out it's cancer. I have Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I met with my oncologist today for the first time. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) So I went with my parents. Um, I will be starting chemotherapy uh, for four to six months, um, starting around the end of June. I don't have a specific date yet, but I just wanted to let you and Clark and your listeners know that I am going to fight this. I am strong. I'm going to do this. And if there's anyone out there who is suffering from cancer or some other illness that is plaguing them, I'm here with you. We're going to do this. We're going to fight this. You are not alone. Um, I am not Superman. I am a little nervous, you know, but I'm going to do the best I can. And that's all that I can do. So I love you guys. I'll be listening. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Adam, thank you for letting us know. Yeah. Giving us an update. I'm going to take one tiny moment to say, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Yeah. 
And then I'm going to say, you're going through this. Yeah. And you are going to walk through it, whatever the end result is. And thank you so much for, you know, expressing that. First of all, to, you know, to say to anyone else out there, you know, we're going to do this. It's that's pretty amazing. I know that um, I. I did just so the listeners know, I did actually reach out to Adam personally um, because when he called us, even if we had answered his question right away, it wouldn't have aired. The podcast wouldn't have come up before before his his surgery. surgery. And I I wanted to talk to him because he was calling for advice. So it doesn't help him for me to give him advice two weeks after. (laughs) He's like, thanks a fucking lot. I'll I'll be. Thanks. You really helped me out. Not at all. So we did speak and um and it was a really lovely conversation. I think we talked for almost an hour. Oh wow. And you know, it was very touching that he would, you know, call out and yeah. reach out to us in the first place and um so I really appreciate this update. Yeah. And your attitude, man. Yeah. Your Hell attitude yeah. is, you know, and that's you're starting at a great place. Yeah. And what I want you to remember it's like when i went through um when i went through breast cancer with my best friend my best friend had breast cancer right and i went through it with her i was there with her when she got diagnosed i was there with her when she went to doctor's appointments i was there with her when she went into surgery to have a lumpectomy yeah i was there with her of you know, six weeks later, whatever, when she went to have a double mastectomy, right? And she had another surgery because boobs are weird, and right. sometimes you have to fix them, right? So I, you know, was with her through that. She also has a family or whatever, but I'm always the best one. <laughs> yes. uh, and you're gonna fight, but it's not always gonna be easy. Yep. You're gonna go through chemo or radiation. That is. A fucking drain. Yes. That you will be more drained than I am now after my secret project. Yeah. And what's really important and maybe even, you know, record something or write yourself notes because I know that on a bad day, it is easy to forget that you're going to fight. Yeah. And. Fighting, I think I said this when you called last time too, fighting and going through it doesn't mean you're tough all the time and nothing's going to get me. It means that if you have your attitude of let's do this, you have that. If that means that you're angry, if that means that you're crying, then that's what you're doing. Because the one thing you're not doing is giving up. Exactly. I'm acknowledging I'm angry. I'm acknowledging I'm sick. I'm acknowledging I'm terrified. Yes. Whatever it is, being with it is just the essence of not giving up. And you have your parents there with you. Yep. So you have a support system. So on days that are hard, write yourself a note, whatever. Watch a movie that reminds you. Yeah. That you are fighting, even if you don't feel like you have fight in you, going through that day and saying, I'm not giving up 
even though this is bad, it's hard on a bad day. Right. And you are allowed to have bad days. And you, expect. Yes. Yeah. You will have, have bad, bad days. days. Yes. Unless you're some weird super villain that's like, <laughs> chemotherapy feeds my powers. Exactly. You know, and then I'm going to pass this on uh, uh, another dear friend of mine who had cancer and was going through a long treatment. Her doctor told her this. He said, when you're having a good day, don't do anything. Mm. Enjoy it. Yeah. Because you're feeling good and you go, okay, well, now I can get a lot of stuff done. Right. You exhaust yourself and you didn't get to enjoy feeling good. Yeah. So when you're going through this and it's rough and it's hard and it's painful and it's whatever it's going to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm really painting a lovely picture. <laughs> Adam, every moment of your life will be excruciating from here on out. Good luck. Um, you know, when you're going through this, there'll be up days, down days, middle yeah. days. When you're feeling good, enjoy it like a vacation. Yeah. That's Absolutely. something that really, really and I've and I've shared that with other friends who have been going through illnesses and stuff. And it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. hundred percent. That's amazing. I love that advice. Yeah. So anybody, anybody out there, you know, when I spoke to Adam and, you know, in, not in person, it was on the telephone. Right. Right. Um, I just, I, I really thanked him, you know, Adam, I thanked you. And I said, your phone call and you sharing this is going to help. Other people. Absolutely. Even like you said, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have cancer. We have the exact same issue. That's right. Just in general about being scared and having this unknown and walking through it. And the fact that Adam was brave enough to look to to get hit by that moment and turn around and say, no, I'm going to beat this. I'm brave. I'm going to fight. That's so amazing. You are starting from such a fantastic spot in this situation. Yeah. It's a horrible spot to be in. It's so powerful to have that much fight in you during this moment of your life. And I'm so super proud. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind is that, Adam, you're young. Yeah. You're 31. Yeah. And unless it's been your birthday since we spoke and you're 32, <laughs> you're 31. Yeah. So on the other side of this, there's 70 more years. Yeah. And that's really something to remember in a dark moment, in a dark time, is that you're fighting. Right. You're not. I mean, everyone in this situation, you're fighting for your life. Sure. But you've got a life left, Yeah, man. you've got a lot of life to fight for. Yeah. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. And I mean, I wish you the very best, baby. Absolutely. I wish you, you know, the most. I think we uh, we talked about pop. You know what? Last time yeah. when you called, talked about popsicles. And I'm like, why did I bring up popsicles? And I remembered. Okay. It's because when they put the tube down Trachy your throat yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. during the surgery and it comes out your throat is sore yes and so when my friend you know had her surgeries i would go she lived in phoenix so i would go to sonic 
and oh, get us nice. big sonic slushies. Nice. And then for another surgery, she's a mess. For oh, another surgery oh, she had where she broke her leg, I got us pink berry every day. Oh, nice. So that's what I was thinking about when I was talking about popsicles. Yeah. It wasn't like popsicles are the antidote to cancer. <laughs> it was like the intubation tube makes yeah. your throat feel like a scratch of patch. Absolutely. And then you have a popsicle. That's great. So just to clear up, you know, I'm not some weird, you know, other religion that doesn't believe in medicine right. and only prays to popsicles. Only big pop medicine. We all sing in, in our church, but it's just that like song from the ice cream truck. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, Adam, you got this yep. and you just have to do it. One day, one day at a time. I know that's a whole, <laughs> that's a king, um, king of the hill. <laughs> he says to Peggy, you just got to do it one day at a time, like the drunks do. <laughs> um, but that's really it. And look at that what's in it. front of you. Yep. And don't forget that you get to feel however you want to feel. Yep. And feeling that is not giving up. Yep. Being in the situation means you're not giving up. That's so exactly right. Go for it, baby. Take the first steps. Yeah, we believe in you. We we have faith. We're going to get calls from you for the next three years, I'm sure. At least. Well, 70 years. 70 years. If well, we're doing this in 70, 70 years. 70 years. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about more about the life of this show than the then, life of Adam. I know, right? <laughs> How old will I be in 70 years? 120? Yeah, something like that. Being on a show for a week and a half nearly killed me. I'm not sure I have that kind of lifespan left. Oh, uh, before we uh, go too far, Lori Beth, we do what? have another follow-up. Oh, Would shit, you like to really? hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another follow-up from another caller that uh, called us before. Uh, almost just as powerful, I think. Uh, here, let's okay. hear from our good friend, Anthony. Hello, Lori Beth. My name is Anthony Lingard. I'm from Oakview, California, and I have a green bean fetish. Not oh, really, Jesus. but what if I did have a green bean fetish? What would you advise me? What if I had a green bean fetish? Can you advise me anything? Just let me know, okay? I love you very, very much, Lori Beth. Um, I need your advice. All right. Thank you very much. Love you. Okay, so wait, was that that was just the same question from last time? No, Anthony has called us now three different times demanding we that you talk about a green bean fetish. That's a different call. This from is a 100 percent different. This call came while I was in Mexico and New you were in New York. OK, there. This guy is really curious about green bean fetishes for some reason. Well, but we answered it. So we my did. advice to you, Anthony, is listen to our goddamn show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't believe he followed up with the exact same question. And he let us know again. He's from Oakview, Oakview California. California. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony, listen to the show. Well, he's not listening to this either, then. <laughs> if he couldn't be bothered, we'll answer his question 49 times. Or maybe he's being held hostage and this is like some code that he's trying to send to us of like... Somehow the green beans mean something? I don't know. I did. Oh, when I was in New York, oh. I did learn... Oh. To blanch and shock <gasps> green beans. How interesting. I won't say anything more than that. How very interesting. But this makes me feel like I could get in with uh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Maybe, have a little, maybe he's the love of my life. Right? You can both have a green bean fetish. I Yes. Anthony, <laughs> don't call back. If you call back, at least have a different vegetable. 
and listen to the damn show because we already talked about your very important problem. Okay, you're right, Clark. That was as powerful as Adam's follow-up. I can see. I can see now. All right. Well, let's move on to another <laughs> actual question. Okay. I'm sorry. I just find that green bean question so funny. Anyway, we're moving on to question number three, really, here. And this is Camille. Okay. And Camille says, do you consider using the boosters in words with friends cheating? My brother says it is, but then why are they included in the game? It's not like I'm looking up words on the internet. P.S. Your theme song is the best. Okay. First of all, thank you. Clark and I agree our theme song is the best. We listen to it every time we start the episode to get us in the mood. Yeah. And there has not been one week so far that we are not like super into it. So I appreciate that. Natty Ward, again, is the smush that smushed our song. Yeah. Thank you so much, Natty. It's such a great song. It is a great song. It just is. I love this question. Okay. I play a shit ton. Of words with friends. Okay. I have a very strict moral code. All right. About the boosters. Okay. Um, I do not use them very often. All right. And when I do, I generally get the one that's called hindsight. Okay. That's when you play your word and then you can go back and look at the better words you could have put down. Oh, so it's like hindsight is 2020. Oh, you know, oh, I just had, you know, 42 points, but the little meter let me know. Well, first of all, there's a little meter. Okay. So you can um tap the button and it shows you the words you have is 36 points and the little meter goes halfway up. Oh, so you realize so that there's another word that's worth like double, double that. Oh, interesting. So I do use that Every time, very huh. regularly. So that is a that is a, a booster. Okay. I do use that one. Okay. Um, the hindsight is the other one that I use. However, I'm very careful with it. Okay. Because if I've got, you know, if I've dropped most of my letters and I have a different hand now, sure. I'll look at it out of curiosity. Sure. Knowing that I don't have the, the same, same letters to use again. Exactly. If I look at it and it shows me something that you is a good still... move that I could still do, yeah. I don't do it. Wow. I don't do it. That's the part that I consider cheating. Wow. Is that the, the game is telling me, oh, you could put, you know, eviction there and right. then make this other word, adding that, you know. Right. When I do... When I am shown something by the booster that I could still capitalize on, I don't use it. Because I was going to say, how simple would it be to throw a G next to an O, make go, and then go back and say, all right, what are the best words that I could have used with the other six letters? And then boom, you have that for the next round. Exactly. I do not do that. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. And I do use, like I said, that meter. Sure. So I do take my time and try do, to find a good a good word. Do you get the meter before you have to submit the word? Yes. Okay, good. 
So you could put in a word, it says, oh, it's only 50%. And then you can go, well, let me think about it for another minute. Maybe I can think of that bigger word. Maybe I can think of a bigger word or or somewhere else to put it. Here's my advice to, or what I found and my advice. Hmm. It's good advice. Because yeah. um, I play a lot of people. I play people I don't know. Sure. I just kind of say, yeah. yeah. I do play, uh, I play almost constantly Tammy No Pants. Really? Yeah, Tammy No Pants and I have had pretty much constant game going for five, six, seven years. We have a wow. great time. It's like, it's like, happy Thanksgiving, happy Easter. Like, How did that even start? You haven't talked to Tammy No Pants in what, 20 years? No, 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 I've seen Tammy No Pants. You've seen Tammy No Pants? We used to work at two different buildings next door to each other. Oh, I and do kind of remember so that. we did meet up and I have oh, seen her a couple okay. times. okay. And she's one of my favorite Facebook friends. Oh, by the way, to all of our listeners, there was a kid in high school that we went to uh, who had a last name that rhymed with no pants. Yes. So she became Tammy, Tammy no, no pants. pants. Again, another time when my joke caught on. Yeah. And I should also say Tammy No Pants does not mind her name is Tammy No Pants. Right, exactly. She's kind of awesome. It wasn't me making fun of her right. or anything like that. Yeah. She once took me to a Mighty Ducks game. Like a real, like a real hockey. pro hockey game. Yeah, she. It was just random. Like we didn't really hang out that much. Yeah. We were like around at school. I, yeah, exactly. It's not like you were besties in high school or anything. You were no, just friends. We you knew each other. Each other yeah, though, but she's it's, snarky and everything. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. she just called me. She's like, "I have an extra ticket to the Mighty Ducks game. Do you want to go?" And How I was like, "Weird in okay. Anaheim." Yeah. Huh. And so we went and I was just amazed. My only, I think it's the only hockey game I've ever been to. Okay. And I was just amazed at how constantly they entertained you. Yeah. If there was not a moment of silence. Wow. And um, it was pretty, and it is hard to see the puck. It's is not it? my favorite thing to, even on television. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, I feel like Fox or somebody tried to air uh, pro hockey where they would put a little like, beam of light around the the hockey puck yeah, yeah, yeah. using a computer yeah so that you could see it better as it was zooming around the yeah. the court or whatever but it, it is it is hard to keep track of it and the fans are really into it but no Tammy No Pants and I went to this random wow. you know I and was then, her date and then you've been words with friendsing her ever since yeah since we got back you know in touch on Facebook as oh. most people do yeah you know we play uh, words with friends almost constantly well now our audience members know what their ultimate goal is to get to a point in life where they can words with friends with you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This just became my full-time job. So yes, the boosters, there are boosters I never use. Right. Back to the important yeah. meat of this question. Exactly. I know Adam has cancer, but we have to talk about words with friends. Words with friends. Um, there are other boosters where you can like get new letters and not skip your turn and all this kind of stuff. I don't do those. Okay. I really primarily do the the meter that yeah. shows me how much of a better word I could look for. Yeah. And I could, um, and I use the hindsight. Okay. But if like I said, if I find something that's really juicy and choice, I don't use it because right. it's not fair that it's come to my attention. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh, yeah. What I somehow I got off on a Tammy No Pants thing. Yeah. What I would uh, say to people that are playing, especially if you're new, what word you put down is equally 
as important as where you put a word. Yes. It's probably more important the placement of your word yeah. than the actual word. Because Absolutely. there's plenty of people who, like I said, I'm pretty good. Yeah. And if I'm beating someone by like 200 points, I don't try. So, you know, I'm not right. like, I'm going to bury you. Right. Um, but what people that are newer or not more confident do is they'll put a word that's pretty good, but they'll open up a triple letter, right? you know? And yeah. so part of it is coming up with good words and using good letters and getting it on the triple letter, the double letter or the double word. But part of it is being strategic yeah, and not opening stuff up for your opponents. Right. Absolutely. I know I was never, a big words with friends guy, but I do love Scrabble. Yeah. And I was always, uh, uh, people would hate playing with me because instead of going like uh, across, like the, the crosswords, uh -huh. I would go parallel. Yeah, parallel's pretty high. Parallel's pretty amazing. You use smaller amount of letters, but you have four different words that yeah. are all adding up. And that to the fun. To the true Scrabble players, my friend Wes is a true Scrabble player. Okay. I ran out of words there. My friend Wes is a true Scrabble player. Um, words with friends is a cheat inherently because you can try as many words as you want. Sure. Where in Scrabble, you get one. Right. You try it. And if you get challenged, right. you know, and it's not a word, you lose your turn. Like there's, I'm not, I'm saying I'm good at words with friends. I know that's not the same as being good at Scrabble. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I don't want to upset the Scrabble council. <laughs> I don't want another uh, restraining order from them. <laughs> Goddamn Scrabble The Yahtzee cancel. people still won't talk to me. <laughs> okay, so thank you. I, I had more to talk about I, than you probably thought I would, Clark. Lord, uh, yeah, I never thought this would open up such a giant can of worms. But you do see, I like to have fun, yes. but I have a true moral compass. Awesome. That is absolutely the perfect answer for this question. Nice. I love it. Um, we're actually just going to skip to our final question of the day this week. Okay. And... It's another phone call. Oh, Yay. I do love hearing your voices, yeah, you guys. I it, do love the phone calls. It really is special. It makes the question a little bit more personal. Uh, so let's move on to question number four. And this is from a good friend named Dylan. Hey, Lori Beth. This is Dylan from Clear Lake, California. I'm going to read something so I don't trip over my words. Um, but... I'm, I'm having a really tough time today and expect to be having a tough time in the foreseeable future. So I would love to hear your take on what's going on. I just got a really jarring one-line email from a former friend. Um, the relationship lasted about a decade, and while it was pretty toxic and draining from the start, we were very close. When the friendship ended, it was pretty nuclear. And I had to get my lawyer involved to stop the harassment. The email she sent today said, and they quote, never forget what actual trash you are. I haven't responded and I don't plan to, but just seeing her name pop up in my inbox has me reeling. On the one hand, I'm really sad for her that in the two years without any contact, she still holds this grudge. But on the other hand, I'm really fucking angry. 
how do I frame this in my head so I'm not reeling about it for the next two weeks? And how do I forgive myself for letting this message have such an effect on me and giving her the power to affect me? I think she assumed that I would still be as preoccupied with our falling out as she is and would respond to her vitriol in kind. And a big part of me wants to, but the bigger part knows that I'd be falling into a trap. And I, I want to respond to her with every hateful thing that she's ever done to me. And it's hard for me to let her have the last word. So how do I move on from this relationship for a second time? Because I was done, like, I thought she was done, but this message is, like, the email rather is bringing up all of the things over again. And I'm sick of it. Uh, I I don't know what to do. Thank you. All right. That was Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan. I like that name. Yeah. Okay. Two words. Short answer. Mm. Block her from everything. Yeah. You say you want to be done with it. You thought she was done with it. What she's done with, what she's doing is not your problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, The question is... Well, first of all, I totally get it. I totally get seeing just the name of the email in your inbox and having that like stomach, not butterflies, but like that. Yeah, exactly. And then the excitement. Maybe your life is a little boring and maybe this drama is maybe could be a little exciting. But you say that your relationship was toxic from the start. Yes. Yes. It's not that like. Well, we were best friends and we were like sisters. And then one day I murdered her dog, <laughs> right. you know, and it, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like this tumultuous, exciting, you know, dangerous right. kind of a thing. Yeah. And that can be really thrilling and that can be really exhausting. Yeah. And especially you say you had a nuclear falling out. Yeah. Um. This is one of those times when I want some more details. Right? Yeah, this one's kind of juicy. But whatever it was caused you to get a lawyer in the mix. Yeah. So the main question, this isn't about her. This isn't about the friend. Yeah. The ex-friend. This is about you, Dylan. What are you getting out of this situation? Right. What are you getting out of it? Is it excitement? Is it... um? you know, the danger of it. Is it a want to have her as a friend again? Yeah, I was going to say, what if she was hoping that, you know, oh, maybe I'll open up this email and it's going to be an entire email of like, I'm so sorry this happened. I don't know how we got it escalated to this point. I'd love it if we could go back to where we, like maybe she's hoping that the friend that she loves is going to pop out too. But... That's not what happened. No. Instead, she got, don't forget what actual trash you are. Yeah. Which seems kind of on brand for this ex-friend of hers. Yeah. So I've said before, it's kind of my mantra because I have really <laughs> negative mantras. <laughs> you can't convince an asshole they're an asshole because they're already an asshole. Yeah. So, and I believe me, I can, I, if only I could do as I say, this is a do as I say, not as I do, do, do. Um, because in these situations, I just want to be so self-righteous. Yeah. I want to just lay it out. But why? 
Yeah. Why? What's where's the energy going? What's the point? And that's what I mean by saying, Dylan, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. You say you need to forgive yourself for letting her affect you. Yeah. You have the power to block her. Yeah. You have the power to not see her email come her her email address come up in your email box. Because you know what? I don't I think it's impossible to not react to an old friend that you got into a huge argument with and now you're not talking yeah. and you see that they just messaged you, like that's going to affect you no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. So if you know that that's probably what's going to happen and you're going to fall into this pit of anger and resentment and, you know, coming to a place where you feel like I'm sucking because, you know, Dylan, why are you letting this affect you like this? Right. You know, it's going to affect you. Right. And that's normal. So what are you going to do to take care of yourself? Yeah. So that it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, you twist your ankle 42 times. You stop wearing those high platform heels. <laughs> right. I was always like, how does Baby Spice not have a broken ankle 24 7, 366? That's true. Because, yes, she broke her ankle on the leap year as well. Oh, nice. Yes. But uh, poor one out for Baby Spice. No, she's alive. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's fine. She's fine. She's probably toddler spice by now. <laughs> um, so to, to look at it, Dylan, and I know you said that it's been, I'm using your name a lot, yeah, Dylan. You like the name. Like you're in trouble. I do like that <laughs> name. Um, what, what are you getting out of this? What would you get out of this by not just cutting it off? Yeah. And not giving her the opportunity to even say whatever and get in your head. Even right. if it's a chain mail, even if it's that Tweety Bird made of X's from 1991. Right. Right. Everyone is too young to know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Not me. Um, yeah, click you now. <laughs> Let's you and me hobble off to the old folks' home <laughs> where there's a dot matrix printer and some pogs. <laughs> and a fax machine. Yes. Um, this person who was your friend obviously is not a good person to have in your life. Yep. Nobody that you have to get a lawyer to deal with <laughs> yeah. is a real good person to have in your life. Maybe yeah. except for if you do a prenup or something. Right. You know, there are certain little things, but no, when you're into uh, restraining orders and shit like that, yeah. you know, if, if you're craving the excitement, if you're craving the whatever, what are you getting out of leaving yourself open to this happening again. Absolutely. And that's what to ask yourself, Dylan. <laughs> um, but on my on my end, blocker, block everything. Yeah. And she's or, not your problem. Or if you don't, if for some reason legally you want to have evidence, you don't want to block her, you don't want her emails going into the void, forward all of her emails to someone else so you don't have to read them. Ah. Your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, whatever it is. For them to askglorybeth.com yeah, so we can read them go. all. I know. <laughs> it's like at a certain point, Karen did not really want to receive any emails from her dad. Yeah. So she just had, she's had all of her, any emails that her dad sent would just be forwarded to me. Yeah. And I would look at them without all of that emotional baggage attached yeah. and go, yeah, she doesn't need to see this. I remember uh, back in the day when I, when, 
when I first met Karen yeah. and I had done a few dramatic readings of a couple of her dad's emails yeah. that were pretty funny pretty with her amazing. permission. She said, look at what my dad wrote. <laughs> and I would just like, Karen, I feel as though your friend is having a hard time. Maybe you could go out with him, perhaps to McDonald's. Like these really weird emails from her dad. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you can do that. Uh, Dylan, but you can also just block the shit out of this and say my happiness, my peace of mind is important. And if I know I'm opening myself up, leaving myself open to something that is going to damage me, then it's up to you to protect yourself. It's up to you to take care of yourself. Yeah. And and honestly, stop feeling like you have to forgive yourself for letting it be, have an effect on you, because that's that's just silly. You're, you know, when you go to a horror movie, you're going to get scared. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the horror movie. Yeah. Like the, the point of her emailing you stuff is to get a rise out of you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, don't. Don't beat yourself up because you got uh, uh, emotional when you saw her name. Yeah. But if you don't cut it off and it keeps happening. That's on you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very well put. Um, Well, uh, anything else you want to say to Dylan? Dylan? No, I, I didn't no, have anything. you got nothing. It's okay. I thought I'd have something deep. Because I feel it's funny. She called us and I, I feel like I kind of, you know, you went after her. her a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's but... true. No, but that's what she needed. Anyway, yes. um, uh, Dylan, I hope that helps. Everyone, uh, Camille, the, we had such great questions this week. Adam, thank you again for reaching out to us. We really love hearing your updates. But that was it. That was uh, Those were all of our questions for today. So thank you so much. Thank you for done. your phone calls. Yeah. If you have a question out there or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskLoriBeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at AskLoriBeth, or just leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. And there is the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. Uh, I might be getting some ice cream later at the Dairy Queen (laughs) around 1015 if you want to stop by there and get you a double dip. And I really appreciate all of your questions and the community that we're building through this podcast. It's It's super cool and super groovy. And whether it's, you know, big questions, little questions, goofy questions or questions we've already answered. I just I really appreciate you um, reaching out to us. So thanks so much. Or if they want cameos, where can they go? Oh, if you want a I did so many videos for Father's Day. Really funny stuff. A lot of people like this one chicky was like, can you make fun of my dad and say he has a bald spot so he knows it's really for him? (laughs) Like it's not generic. Um, yeah, you can uh, book me for a personalized video for a loved one. Fourth of July is coming up. Ooh, big Fourth of July. <laughs> I'll just spit out some Hamilton rhymes. <laughs> uh, you can find me at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. And thanks so much, baby kittens. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 
That Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.